You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So we've got this little vaccine mandate coming up here with the state of Washington. Governor Inslee has said everybody needs to get vaxxed. Now, he didn't say that, but he said, all right, this group of workers, this group of workers, we've got President Biden saying, you know, companies over 100 employees, you got to get vaccinated. All federal employees get vaccinated. There's a lot of turmoil here. One of the things that I've had an ongoing conversation with, with a number of you personally, listeners and viewers, is Washington state workers are getting exemptions to avoid the COVID-19 vaccine, whether it's a medical or a religious you are getting those exemptions, but will they keep their jobs? Are accommodations being made? So it's one thing. Yep, I understood. I agreed. Based on your religious conviction, you are owed an exemption. However, yeah, we still can't figure out how you're going to do your job. So no accommodation there. So it's a kind of a two-step process, right? And unless you have that accommodation, and so the the indications that I've seen and um, what few, you know, pieces of paper I have seen from actual exemptions have been, yeah, we're going to give an exemption and then we'll reach out to you. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to you on the accommodations part. And the accommodations is where the rubber hits the road, right? All right. So you gave me my exemption. What does that mean? You're going to make me take a lower paying job. You're going to make me go way over here. I got to do something I don't really want because I have a religious, you know, objection that you've approved. So I got to go take this crappy other position. I mean, is that what we're doing? So far, I haven't really seen any of the accommodations that make sense. And one of the things I was reading is like with state troopers. All right, you got a religious exemption or you got a medical exemption. How are you going to do your job? It's a public facing job. So how's the state going to make accommodations? I don't really see that being a thing. Are we really, are we really at this point in time in the job market and in the public safety industry, which is police officers, state troopers, all those guys and gals, are you really going to risk this percentage of people who are saying, yeah, uh, not getting the jab. Are you going to risk firing them or making them not eligible for the workplace? I don't know. It's a dangerous game of chicken. We're going to find out. All right. Before we jump on in here, I'm going to read this. This pretty good article from Seattle Times. Um, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news from that perspective. All right. Some might say it's even reasonable. Weird. I know. Um, you, you got, you got to go to a real estate guy to get what you think is like half of the accurate news. Washington government agencies are granting hundreds of religious and medical exemptions for state workers who don't want to get the jab. Uh, I said that, but it, it's actually the COVID-19 vaccine. But so far, agencies like the Washington State Patrol have granted just a handful of accommodations that would work, uh, allow workers exempted from getting the vaccine to keep their jobs by working in a position or schedule that protects others from potential infection. Having a conversation or I read an email this morning from um, one of my summit brokers, you know who you are. And um, they're kind of telling me about their reluctance to get the vaccine and the positions they work in within kind of the food industry, supply chain, a lot of folks, and, you know, this person kind of listed off, all right, this person, this person, this person, they don't, 
they're not they want some more time to see what these vaccines actually do before they inject them into their bodies. So are we really as an economy as a state as a city, whatever it is, are we willing to just say, you know what, you guys just chill out for a while don't work. We do not have the luxury at this point in time in the labor market to have anybody get ejected from the labor market. We're, we're too tight already. We are understaffed already. And this could, this is the worst possible time these mandates could have come as far as businesses needing employees to get a going again. Because we did that whole, oh, we're going to shut down the economy. All right, we're going to crank back up. Now we're dealing with that demand. And just so many supply chains along the way, can't keep up don't have don't have the manpower. That's the bottom line, man and woman power. I mean, just you need workers, right? So those clashing data points highlight the tensions over Governor Jay Inslee's order. And one of the reasons I'm focusing on Washington is Washington has one of the strictest mandates. I mean, we've got a mandate for damn near everything here now. I mean, you want to buy toothpaste, you're going to need a vaccine. You want to go eat in a restaurant, you're going to need a vaccine. Gym, vaccine. Movie theater, vaccine. I mean, <laughs> walking outside on a day that ends in Y, a vaccine. You're, you're going to need that. No, that, that last one I made up. But it feels like it's that, you know, ridiculous, right? So at least 8% of state workers subject to the mandate are seeking to avoid vaccination of those employees, if those employees left their jobs over the mandate, it could hobble government services, which aren't already hobbled already, right? From ferry systems, ferry, you see stories all the time here in Seattle, oh, that ferry, it's down, they don't have enough workers to run the damn ferry. All right, yeah, we're reducing this to once or twice a day versus XYZ number of times a day, the ferries going. Ferries are a huge part of public transportation here in the state of Washington, because we've got all these little island areas that are really close to downtown. But if you have to drive around the long way, or, you know, it's, uh, it, it's not efficient. And so you've got these ferries where people commute, you know, to and from get a ride the ferry. Um, so uh, hobble government services from the ferry systems to the foster care program. What about prisons? What about police officers, men and women that serve public safety? What about state troopers? I mean, that's a known one where that'll be an interesting one to see. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't have enough. Uh, don't have enough state troopers. They all quit or just whatever percentage that is that quit. Now, Washington State's agencies are sifting through exemption applications and making contingency plans in the event large numbers of workers quit or retire early. What would your contingency plan be, Washington State? What does that look like? Because where are you going to go out and hire more people when there already aren't enough people as it is, it's not like we've got a surplus of workers just standing around. Ah, I'd love a job. I love, I love to come work for you. You don't have that. You don't have that. So, what is the contingency worker? What's what's the contingency plan? I'm, I'm going to be doing a podcast here, and I think my next podcast is going to be on the shenanigans happening in Portland, and their mayor is saying, you know what? We need to spend some of this money. We're gonna we're gonna raise some more money. We're gonna get some cashola together here, and we're gonna 
hire these retired police officers. We're going to lure them out of retirement with hard, cold, hard cash that we've come up with. You, you, know, you know what my thought there is? No, you're not. There's no way. Those cops retired. They're done. If they've had like a week off and not had to deal with the nonsense in Portland on a daily, day-to-day basis, there's no way they're coming back. You're going to have to pay them a horrific amount of money to come back, I think, because it's not like these cops are sitting around going, and police officers, right? Police officers, men and women, um, they're, they're not sitting around going, you know what, I really wish I could deal with all the stuff going on in Portland right now. Man, I miss that. I don't, from all the indications I've had, and I've had quite a bit of back and forth with people, with police officers, both active and retired from Portland. And I don't think there's a cash reward that you could pay these folks to go back and take the abuse that they once did when they were active, right? I, I don't think it's a case. So it's kind of like Mayor Ted down in Portland is going, yeah. We're just going to hire these people back out. I'm like, that's a pipe dream at best. Washington State agencies sifting through exemption applications. Oh, and we're going to make some contingency plans. Good luck with that. I deal with, uh, you know, the King County end of things because I know a lot of folks at King County, basically the assessor's department, and um, they're going to lose some good folks if these mandates, if it comes down to, all right, you've got to get the jab or get the F out. I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? And that's the bottom line. We're going to give you an exemption, but we can't accommodate you. Get the F out. That's how this goes, right? Those agencies have created their own application form for religious and medical exemptions based on guidelines by the Inslee administration. Some agencies' religious exemption forms are as simple as a few yes or no questions, asking whether the employee has a sincerely held religious belief that should prevent them from getting vaccinated. A lot of the folks I know, they are religious, but they don't have a religious, a specific religious belief against getting the vaccination. They just believe it should be an individual's choice, right? Because we've blown out of the water the whole safety thing because whether you've had the vaccine or not, you can still get COVID-19. You can still transfer it. With the vaccination, you might not get as sick. You might not need to be hospitalized, but there's no guarantee you're going to need to have be either one. There's no guaranteed you're even going to have symptoms. You could be 100% asymptomatic. And that's what I've thought I've been. But then I've taken the antibody test as well on top of, I think, six COVID tests. I'm a, I mean, I'm a frequent flyer in the COVID testing program. Some of them for going to Hawaii, some just because I've been around like four people who actively had the Rona. And, you know, why are you sneezing? Why are you coughing? Ah, head cold. All right, so you lost your sense of taste and smell. <laughs> you have got the coronavirus, my friend. And I probably do too, because I've been around you and um, yet I never do. I, I haven't got it yet. So it's weird, right? So should be a personal choice. What happened to the whole my body, my choice? That went out the window as well, apparently during this whole thing. And now everybody's concerned about the team again. We're concerned about the team. But there's a lot of players that don't want to be put in, don't want to be part of the team. 
they want to have their own choices on their own bodies. And you know what? I don't blame them. That's that's part of kind of being an American, right? And then all of a sudden, we've got, you need to take the vaccine for the greater good of all the world. Other agencies probe a little deeper, asking workers to explain their religious convictions and why an employee feels they should be exempt from getting their shots. I saw the one for King County, what it required. It was pretty in-depth. You know what? I think a lot of folks don't have a religious conviction, but it's the only one they can get out on. They can't get out on the whole medical thing. So then they're forced to lie about their religious conviction. I mean, what a spot to be put in. I don't really want to get the job. That's the only way I can do it. I don't feel like being dishonest. But then, okay, you, you don't go the dishonest route. You, you man up straight up and you get fired. All right, you haven't been vaccinated. Sorry about that. We know you put in a lot of years of service and we know you're really good at your job and it's we're not going to be able to replace you, but this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. To me, that is nuts. But, you know, most of 2019 or 2020 and 2021, they've they've been nuts anyway, right? So spokespersons declined to name what types of religious faiths or denominations were being granted exemptions. Uh-oh. Getting personal there. Some said that in, that information is not being tallied. We're not keeping track. They're keeping track. While others said revealing that and other information would compromise their efforts. In the end, who gets an exemption might not matter much. The real question, and this is how I feel, the real question is whether any of these people receiving an accommodation can keep working. Because it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, I was exempted. Did you get fired? Yep. How come? Well, they couldn't figure out something else for me to do. All right. So far, few accommodations have been issued that would keep unvaccinated workers on the job. So you don't want to be entangling yourself too much in people's religious beliefs. All right. Because what you're going to, what are you going to do with that information? Said University of Oregon School of Law professor Liz Tippett. It's interesting we go to University of Oregon. Um, are you going to decide that their essay doesn't pass if you don't like their essay? That's the way it feels. Cause I've read the questions for King County's religious exemption and it's like, okay, I can answer those, but who, who's going to judge those? They're my feelings, right? If I had, if I had a strong religious conviction and I wrote an essay, it'd be a damn good essay. I, and I know I could write that. It wouldn't be truthful because I don't have a religious conviction against getting the coronavirus, but that's what it takes to keep your job and your career together. Ooh, yeah, I'm a hard no-go on that. I am. Most of the work in the accommodation process should be like, can they be reasonably accommodated? And so many jobs flat can't, right? And it, it's not like this, an in-depth examination of the nature and depth of their religious belief. No, but the fact that you're requiring people to write it like that, the whole thing, it's, it's just, it's a sham, right? This is a sham. As of September 6th, state agencies received requests for at least 3,891 religious exemptions and 892 medical exemptions, according to state data released Tuesday. Of those, 737 religious re requests were granted, but accommodations were made for only seven workers. Now you might say so far, because some of the letters I've seen have said, we're going to reach out to you and we're going to let you know. 
but so far only seven workers. That's basically nothing. It's let's call it zero. Let's round down to zero because I think that's appropriate in this case. Meanwhile, 49 medical exemptions have been granted. So we've got 892 medical exemptions. So about what we're going to call it a little bit more than 5% uh, medical exemptions have been granted. So 5% of the medical exemptions have been granted. With accommodations provided so far in the single digits. All right, so let's Let's go to the high end of that range. So we know single digits being from, do we count zero? I think we do. I'm going to do it binary, zero to nine. All right, let's go to nine. That's still a single digit. So nine out of 892 medical exemptions, roughly 1%. Hmm. That doesn't sound hopeful, does it? No, it, it, it doesn't. That sounds, sounds frustrating, disappointing for all those folks. Department of Transportation worker Sean Pierce, who spells it correctly, said the his first name said the agency has rejected his request for a religious exemption. Sean, you just didn't you didn't write a captivating letter. You didn't put your heart into it. Maybe you just didn't really have a religious conviction that prevents you from getting the jab. Let's be honest. I don't know. And I'm I'm not saying, hey, don't try don't don't do a try for. I don't know what I would do in this in the, if if I was a state or a county worker or a city worker that's being mandated. If I needed that job, guess what? Straight up, I would lie. If I really needed that job and it was a matter of me putting food on the table, I think I would lie. I'm just being honest. I think I think that's the route I would go. F the system. I'm going to write you a bunch of lies. If you give me my exemption, great. If you don't, Hey, I tried, I did what I could. Or if maybe maybe if I felt strong enough, but I don't feel strong enough about needing a religious exemption. Maybe I just say, all right, this is my this is my uh clue to get out of this industry. I'm moving on. Maybe that's maybe that's how you approach it too. But a lot of folks don't have the option. You know, we we all want to say, well, you could just go do something. What if you don't have that option? What if you this is a great job for you? It's a great job to provide for your family. You're raising some kids. You've got some kids that are hopefully going to go do great things. But you need money to make them go do great things to allow them to get to that point, right? It's like, you know, doing a garden, you got to water it and it costs money to water and, you know, fertilize and all that stuff. I was supposed to fertilize the lawn this weekend, but didn't reminded me. So there's that. Got to do that later, I guess. So they just said that they didn't believe that I was, this is back to Sean Pierce, the Department of Transportation worker. They just said that they didn't believe that I was, I guess, basically religious enough, said Pierce. Sean, you didn't write a convincing letter. Reading between the lines, that's that's what I'm hearing here. Said Pierce, who described himself as a Christian without a particular denomination. All right, if you're a Christian... They're going to go with, well, I was raised, right? And you're going to go with that. That's just how you play this game, right? Okay, so they just said that they didn't believe that I was, I guess, basically religious enough. Pierce, who oversees two mechanics for the department in Colville, Stevens County, said he has heard from coworkers that their requests were approved. Sean, you just didn't fall on your sword hard enough and come up with that story that just jerked at those heartstrings. I don't know. I don't know who's getting exemptions. 
I, I, could you imagine being the worker that's got to go through those? All right, this one gets it. This one, I don't believe that they are heartfelt, convicted, that they need a, an exemption based on their religion. I don't, this, is, this isn't heartfelt enough here over here. How do you judge that? What's the criteria? This is ridiculous. That's the bottom line. I joke that since I didn't get, we're back to Sean, the uh, guy who didn't get the exemption because he wasn't religious enough. I just joke that I, since I didn't get the religious one, I must be a heathen or something, he said. He's, he's taking it with a good attitude. Maybe he doesn't care about his job. Maybe he's one of those guys where he's like, huh, whatever, whatever they want to do, just, just make it fast. You know what I mean? Those co-workers told Pierce that even though their religious exemptions were granted, he said, their requests for accommodation were denied. When you hear the word denied, don't you just see one of those stamps and it just whoosh, and then the big red denied comes up on the piece of paper, right? Washington State Patrol hasn't yet found any practical accommodations for workers who have been granted religious exemptions, according to agency spokesperson Chris Loftus. What could you have a state trooper do that they don't already have that position covered? What can you have them do? I mean, they're there for public safety and a whole bunch of other stuff, right? You got to have the guy that tweets stuff out. That's Rick Johnson. You know, you got to have those kind of things. And I can see that, but those folks are all, their jobs are already taken. So unless those folks give up their jobs due to a lack of a religious exemption or medical exemption, you know, all businesses already have their positions in place. People often ask me, hey, I can come help you with admin work. And all I can think of is, am I advertising for admin work? Because the only reason I would need admin work done is if one of my already existing employees quits, because that's how a business runs. If you're a strong business and you're a well-run business, like the state troopers are apparently, because I don't hear a lot of whining about their numbers being down. Um, and not whining, just there, there's so much stuff with the police departments being defunded and everything else, but you don't hear about state troopers. So they've got their positions covered, right? Somebody needs an exemption. They need an accommodation. What are you going to have them do? So that agency has approved every one of those requests that it has so far reviewed, according to Loftus, with roughly 100 applications still in the review process. But uh, it's 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 uh, approved the requests, but not the accommodations. So finding reasonable accommodations for such public facing positions and job classifications has proven very difficult because all the jobs are taken up. And what are you going to do? Make up a job position? Yeah, you go do this. I know it doesn't have any value, but we need to keep you on the payroll because you know this whole thing will blow over. And you know uh, we're hoping you get the jab and. To date, no practical accommodations that meet the guidelines set by the state have been found and the reassignment options offered have been refused. So there is still a very fluid situation impacting many Washington State Patrol employees. Fluid situation. That's a nice way of saying we have no idea what's going to happen here. All of the 22 medical exemptions so far requested by Washington State Patrol employees have been granted, according to Loftus. Now, those are probably, I mean, if you're going to go in with a doctor's note, you know, that kind of thing, you, you've probably got a legit, a legit exemption coming. People on the religious side of things, I, mean, I know there are some people who, who obviously, 
they, they've got religious convictions. There are those folks out there. I haven't run into any personally yet, but maybe there's some of you right now that very, very convicted that this is not something that you want to do based on your beliefs. I'm all okay with that. But I think the state is just basically turning a blind eye. Okay, we're, we're okay with it too. But as far as an accommodation, whew, yeah, that's another that's another issue. It'll be interesting to see what happens, right? Wait and see. Accommodations for six of those workers, we're talking about the 22 medical exemptions by Washington State Patrol. Accommodations for six of those workers have been approved while they're the while three have been denied, he wrote and 13 are still in review and discussion in discussion with the impacted employees. The agency's decision against granting accommodation, which was first reported by conservative KTTH talk show host Jason Rance, was based on state workplace pandemic guidelines, according to Loftus. So yeah, you can see where this is going. Exemption uh, granted, accommodation. Mm, yeah, we'll get back to you. So other agencies like the Department of Enterprise Services, which oversees the Capitol campus, haven't yet weighed in on whether there will be other work for exempted employees, according to agency spokesperson Linda Kent. For approved requests, we're not yet, we've not yet gone to the point of processing whether accommodations can be made on those, wrote Kent, whose agency has seen roughly 10% of its 724 worker requests in an exemption. So once a person is approved for an exemption, the agency goes through a process of specifically evaluating the circumstances of the employee's position. How much manpower is being spent on this? How much of us are taxpayers' dollars is being spent on this? when there's all kinds of other stuff that should be dealt with. Yeah, you got people living on the streets, you got people gunning each other down, you got 911 calls going for how long? And yet we're providing a whole bunch of people employment in the form of well, you, you need to figure out if people should be getting an accommodation based on a religious exemption. This is nuts, right? In some instances, it may be determined that there is not a suitable accommodation and the employee would not be able to continue to work, added Kent, whose agency also performs services for government, such as contracting, printing, and risk management. All right, state patrol, that's not really in there. And if it is, it's already been done by somebody else, right? Washington has seen record numbers of COVID-19 cases and related hospitalizations that have surged since July have begun to plateau, at, but they're still at dangerous levels is what we're being told. And that's what's allowing this stuff to go on fear. As of September 6th, a little under half of the 60,976 workers subject to the mandate have been verified as vaccinated, according to state data. All right, the real figure may be higher as workers continue to get verified. But the state data shows big differences between different state agencies. Uh oh, what's that look like? Nearly three quarters of Department of Health workers workforce of 2500 are vaccinated. Uh, that makes sense. Health workers? Yeah, I don't really want to. If I get the Rona, I, which is I'm, I'm highly likely to as a real estate guy, I'm if I'm careful, I'm just not going to really be putting myself in a position where that's an issue. And healthcare workers, if you're on the front lines, I get it. That's not an option. Get the job. More than 90% of Inslee's staff of 60 have gotten their shots. That's not surprising, right? At the same time, just under half of the 9,850 employees of the Department of Social and Health Services, one of Washington's largest state agencies, 
has been shown to be vaccinated. Under half. Department of Social and Health Services. That's interesting. Meanwhile, 47%, under half of the Washington State Patrol's 2,220 workers have been verified as vaccinated. Four members of the patrol are currently hospitalized for COVID-19. That's not good. But then again, we're in a pandemic and people get sick. And whether you've been vaccinated or not, you still might get it. You're probably not going to die if you've been vaccinated. Probably not going to need to be, you know, ventilated, all that good stuff, put on a respirator. But it's kind of your choice. Your body, your choice. That's that's where I go. The patrol will not question or doubt the sincerity of those convictions and will respect the ultimate decisions made of seeking an exemption, Loftus wrote. But to be clear, we want our friends and employees to get vaccinated, not just to save jobs, but to save lives as well. All right, understood, get that. But again, I go back to, that's fine. Let adults make adult decisions. Defending, defeating COVID will take all of an all society effort and we are in this together. Well, here's the issue I have. You're not gonna defeat COVID. It's here to stay. It's how this game is played. So that being said, how many accommodations do you think will actually be met? I, I think very few. So this whole process to me is just kind of a two-part way to kind of make people get the jab. I mean, that's how I see it. Just put them through the ringer. Yeah, we're going to grant you your your exemption, but we don't have a position for you that makes any sense. And I think a lot of people know that up front. And they are aware, you know what, there's no way they're going to be able to provide me an accommodation. So like a lot of these stories, I think some of this is most of this is going to come up, it's going to come down to what happens in court? Can these legally be mandated on the state level? It seems like they can. But in a super tight job market, are our fearless leaders, are they willing to kind of go this route? I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. But I think it's what, what's super interesting from this is that less than half Department of Social and Health Services and less than half state troopers vaccinated. That's really interesting. Why is that? Huh. I don't know. Maybe because they also think that, yeah, it should be an individual's choice. It's kind of where I'm at. For good, for bad, for indifferent. I don't know. That's where I'm at. That's all I got. Maybe you're vaccinated, maybe you're not. But, you know, I'm not hammering on other people to, to do what I already did. Get the vax. If you're somebody that's vaccinated. I'm not doing that. It's kind of like, all right, if you want to get it, go for it. I think that's great. You do you, I'll do me. So you do you. And I'll do me. That's what we're doing here. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I will catch up with you in the next one. Until then, stay safe. Make good choices. We'll see you soon. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.